Greetings once again, wrestling fans. Welcome to the Main Event Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm joined, as always, by the belt collector, Daniel Trudger. Oh, yes. We're here to discuss Impact Wrestling Slammiversary 2022. And quite an enjoyable show it was. Mm. Yeah. I almost called it TNA Slammiversary. Oh. And I haven't almost slipped back into that for a very long time, but it's because there were so many like there, TNA references. There was a lot of TNA references. Yeah. A lot. So so I will forgive myself for the, the slight almost indiscretion because uh, they went nuts on TNA, so why shouldn't I call it TNA every once in a while? Yeah. Yeah. It does uh, annoy me when I go out into the world um, and you talk about Impact Wrestling and people are like, lol, is TNA still going? I'm like, shut up. You go out into the world? Uh, well, you know, the internet world. Oh, the internet world. Oh, yeah. I thought you actually sat, meant you went outside. Sat there on my phone on the toilet or whatever. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where Good I generally English. encounter people is, is sat on the toilet. It's the best place to do it because then, you know, uh, everything that I'm creating is almost as valid as uh, the opinions of random people on the internet. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Impact Slammiversary. Yes. Uh, let's get on with the, the show, shall we? Uh, we've yeah. got a lot of matches to, to cover. So, it kicked off with the Impact Digital Media Championship Rich Swan and Brian Myers. The opening contest took place on the pre-show and had Brian Myers face Rich Swan for the Impact Digital Media Championship that Brian Myers was holding on to for funsies. Got it? Good. Myers tried to use his superior size and strength to take over the early portion of the match, but Swan used his quickness to send Myers scurrying from the ring. Not all went to plan for Swan in this regard, as Myers used the ringside area to take over and dominate Swan on the pair's return to the ring. After hitting a huge spear and an execution-style DDT, Myers got a pair of near falls, but Swan stayed in the match, and after hitting the 450 splash from the middle rope, the digital media champion was also able to retain his title and finally gain possession of the belt. So I thought this was a good one to kick off. The pre-show, anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely a, a pre-show match. Mm. There, was, there was no doubt that this, this match was belonging on the pre-show but that said yeah it was it was decent enough yeah. um it, lo it looks to me like brian myers has, has got a bit bigger a bit bulkier yeah 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 he's bulking up adding a bit more heft uh, yeah. i'm not sure that that's gonna make a huge amount of difference to his no career as a whole but uh you know it's nice to see that he's still looking after himself and trying to improve things i was yeah. very confused by the whole Rich Swan is the champion but doesn't have the belt thing. Even though it's been yeah. covered on Impact Wrestling for the, for the last few weeks. Probably more confused because of um, Matt Cordona's injury and the fact that he was the one that stole it and then gave it to his major brother and, and all of that. Yeah, it was a confusing it's a bit, situation. It's a bit all over the place, isn't it? Yeah. I, I get why they try to do things outside of impact because anything that mm. they do outside in other companies should hopefully feed into uh into yeah. impact wrestling but i think yeah. that they picked the wrong battle really in terms of 
random independent company that I've never heard of. I don't know if it's one of the affiliated companies that Anthem, because Anthem own a couple of, of indies as well. Um, who knows? No but, idea. Uh, it, it was a bit bit on the random side that they would yeah that they would do that i don't know uh but no. it, it's over now and rich one picked up the win has the belt yep. uh yep. i think is a worthy digital media champion and we yep. can see some good defenses i expect he'll defend it against um matthew raywalt at some point mm. in the next few weeks mm -hmm. yeah uh they've got a little random rivalry going and the the thing that i I found the most interesting about this match is that apparently Brian Myers has adopted some moves from Edge. Yeah, he's taking it back to the uh, Edgehead days. Yeah, yeah, he 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 did the execution. They didn't call it the execution, but it was was the execution. Oh, yeah, it was the execution. Yeah, absolutely was. That's what I called it in the uh, in the recap anyway. Yeah, and uh, you know, maybe he can have an Edge style resurgence and keep going for many many years to come yeah be good form a, a stable pick up some steam and then get kicked out of his own stable something like that yeah why not it's everyone's dream it is the dream yeah yeah uh what is also the dream is correctly predicting matches yeah. uh, and that's how we kicked off the show we both went with rich swan for the win rich swan got the win so we're kicking off as the ones, as we as we, we like are the to ones. do. Fingers to the sky. Recognise the tribal chief. Okay, mm. next. One that was pretty difficult to predict because there were no participants announced in advance. Uh, it's the reverse battle royal. Everybody's favourite match from Impact Wrestling history. Yeah. 16 competitors, including names from Impact's history, took part in the reverse battle royal next. David Young and Johnny Swinger entered the ring together, followed by Chris Bay and Steve Macklin. As we watched Mike Jackson deliver the oldest old school in history around the ringside area to Mahabali Shearer, Bupinda Guja, Chase Stevens and Sharkboy made it into the ring, bringing the total to seven. Shearer finally escaped the clutches of the 72-year-old Jackson and climbed into the ring to become the eighth. After the bell, Chase Stevens was quickly eliminated by Shearer. Chris Bay and Steve Macklin fought on the ring apron, having climbed over the top rope to get there, and after Bay hit a cutter on the apron, both men crashed to ringside and were eliminated. Guja and Shearer were eliminated by old teammates David Young and Johnny Swinger, who then turned their attention to Sharkboy. The pair laid boots into Sharky before Swinger quickly eliminated his former partner. With the over-the-top rope action over, Swinger and Sharkboy fought, and Sharky hit the stunner, and pinned Swinger to win the match. So right out of the gate, I knew just how screwed I was on this prediction. And uh. I it was the second prediction I put in into you. I, I yeah. said Steve Macklin, you said Steve Macklin, and I'm like, right. There's no point in us both being right or wrong. Um, and also... When I remembered, oh, hold on a minute. This isn't actually a serious match. This is no. this is a nonsense match. This is a bit like you know the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17. It's just yeah. going to be like crazy gimmicks and nonsense. I was like, let's yeah. get off get off this Steve Macklin train because uh, yeah. they won't they won't want him to win it because that 
he does the serious things. He's on his way to the title eventually. So mm. let's go with PCO. Mm. And then I forgot that PCO was in the uh, in the Impact Originals match later. I because I forgot. Well, I forgot Kenny King was in the X Division match. Yeah. Um, then that had a knock-on effect. I thought Kenny King was in that match. Anyway, I said PCO. PCO wasn't even in the match, so I had absolutely no hope of getting yeah. this one right. Whatsoever. I had some hope. You did, yeah, and and it gave me something to to root against when when I was like, yeah. oh well, this is fun, isn't it? He said Steve Macklin. There's Steve Macklin. He's was one of the first people to get into the ring as part of the yeah. match, and then I'm like, right, he's going to get a point here. This cannot stand. <laughs> And I, I, yeah. I had a little cheer when uh, when Chris Bay eliminated him and himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he eliminated himself, which, you know, yeah. a bit counterproductive. Yes and no. It sets up matches with between those two on Impact Wrestling yeah. going forward. We're, we're kind of going to have to Josh Alexander Steve Macklin in that he needs to be distracted for several months before they eventually get to the, the title yeah. match. So uh, the Bullet Club could be a worthy distraction, beginning yeah. with uh, with Chris Bay. Yeah. And then moving into some of the others, perhaps. Uh, but anyway, bit of a digression. Uh, suffice mm. to say, neither of us got the point on that, so uh, we're still on one apiece. What did you think of the match? Uh, well, I mean, most of it was Battle of the Beer Guts, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There was a lot that's, of beer guts going on in there. That's certainly one way of, of describing yeah. it, yeah. And yeah. the old, what was he, 70-something-year-old guy mm. walking the railings, which I was like, please don't. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I missed, uh, what was his name, Mike Jackson in mm -hmm. his original run in, in TNA. Apparently he was, he was there a few years ago doing random stuff, um, but right. I'd never heard of him. Uh, and he's no. been around since the beginning of time, so um, yeah, that that pretty much summed up the uh, the participants in the reverse battle royal, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was quite yeah. excited to see um, Slash from the Disciples yeah. of the New Church, um, yeah. And and obviously we we did a retro main event podcast of the mm. the first TNA episodes, and we we saw saw Slash in that. Yeah. I was like, right, you know, an actual original from the first day that would be good. But he was pretty much the only real exciting mm -hmm. return. Maybe Chase Stevens you could get slightly yeah. excited about. But, yeah. You know, I didn't give yeah. a damn about David Young back then. Yeah. So he, he was boring then. He's boring now. Um, then, you, then you've got Shearer and Guja, who I, I don't care about at no. all. I've got no reason to be invested in them at all. Um in fact, I don't think anybody outside of India has been given any reason to be invested in them. Yeah, they're there for the Indian audience, and that's it, really. It'd be nice if you know you could try and engage, endear them to other parts of the world. Perhaps that might help things for you. But maybe. Um, and yeah, so I think Shark Boy winning was really the only, the only yeah. right call. And yeah, he he certainly piled on a few of the, the pounds. Yeah, you could see that is eating a few too many tuna. Wasn't forgiving. No, no. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe he should have gone with like a big left shark suit or something. Yeah, 
try and cover over a little bit more, but or we could have just turned, it was, turned his character into whale boy. Whale boy, that's yeah, it's not very nice, but it, it is funny. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it was a fine match. Yeah, it, it, was it there. passed the time on the pre-show. We got to see some old faces. Uh, mm. It's not a match for the ages. No. It was slightly better than a match that happened, but mm. at this point, I think we're we're good to move on. Yeah, and uh, complete turnaround as we kicked off the the main pay per view. The Ultimate X match: Ace Austin, Kenny King, Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel, Andrew Everett replacing Jack Evans, and Alex Zane. The Slammiversary pay per view kicked off with one of Impact Wrestling's signature matches. The Ultimate X match for the Impact X Division Championship. The defending champion, Ace Austin, used his cane to weaken his opponents as the match began, but the ring soon cleared. Alex Zane and Mike Bailey tried to climb the ropes, which brought others back into the ring to drag them down. Ace fought with Trey Miguel and others on the ring apron, but Miguel took him down with a kick to the face and a neckbreaker. Speedball Mike Bailey took out a group with a version of Ultimo Weapon from the cables before being the meat in a stack superplex sandwich that took out all competitors except for Zane and Miguel. Miguel delivered a Canadian destroyer from the top rope to take out Zane and went for the gold, but he was joined in the middle of the axe by Kenny King, Ace Austin and Mike Bailey. King and Miguel went down and Andrew Everett joined the fight, but he was soon dropped back down again by a hurricane runner from Bailey. Bailey dropped Austin from the cables with swift kicks to the face and sternum, before climbing to the top of the X and retrieving the belt to become the new X Division champion. Now, I forgot that Mike Bailey was kind of on the way up to winning the X Division title. I hadn't forgotten. I just didn't think they were ready to do it yet. Mm. I was kind of along the same thing because obviously Ace Austin has just joined the Bullet Club. Yeah, he's got a lot of momentum. So I thought he they would try and keep it on him for a bit more while he's mm-hmm. just joined the Bullet Club. So I, I do wonder if it's uh, an indication that perhaps he is going to be spending less time in Impact Wrestling and more time mm-hmm. in Japan, maybe yeah. even going over to AEW, who knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could yeah. be, be part of uh, Forbidden Door coming up, yeah. representing New Japan perhaps. Yeah, but uh, I really like uh, all of the styling of Ace Austin's Bullet Club stuff. The uh, mm. it's cool, isn't it? The the inevitable club, uh, yeah, graphics and stuff. I really like that, and it's it's like a per- a deep purple, a kind of pinky purple, and I'm like, mm. yeah, that's that's pretty much my coloring. I might have to get an inevitable club shirt. That might have to be a thing. And yeah, uh, it did take me to uh, Pro Wrestling Tees to look through all of the the Bullet Club merchandise and see which ones that I'm that I'm interested in. Uh, that one Ooh. isn't there yet, unfortunately. But uh, a it'll uh, be there. A red switchblade with white text one that did take yeah. my eye. So that's gone on my wish list. Oh, but, uh, we digress. Yes, I I don't yeah. think personally that that Speedball is quite ready for a championship no. reign. But that's what we've got. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's great in the ring, obviously. Mm. I just don't feel like that he's really brought out the personality to go with it. Mm. Yeah, there's the, there's not really much personality, is there? There's very it's very more, little. More just in ring 
action with him in it. There's no real promo stuff. No, no. And, and that's fine. You know, you get wrestlers like that who are, yeah. are very, very successful. But I don't think it's going to be a permanent thing for no. Bailey. I think it is something that they can draw out of him given yeah. given more time. So I just feel like they could have spent a few more months developing that and mm. then put the title on him. But, mm. you know, if you are saying that that Ace Austin needs to needs to go uh, and is not really able to be the X Division champion going forward, who is who's your other option to give it to? Um you could have put it on Kenny King, I suppose. But of take a belt to honor no mm. more. Or you could have given it back to Trey Miguel, but Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like a strange choice to me that that yeah. Speedball won it. Uh, we both went with Ace Austin for the win. Uh, mm. Obviously got that wrong. Sticking on one after our, our second prediction failure yeah. of the night. Uh, did you enjoy the match itself? I did enjoy the match. I thought it was good. A lot of mix of everything. There was a few bits where they did just hang around. You know, like when it was Speedball and... Austin on the ropes next to the belt and yeah. they just kind of hung there for a bit while somebody else climbed up and tried to get them off it's like at least look like you're fighting each other yeah you know no, not th- just there like were a, hanging there there were a few moments like that not just in this match but in mm-hmm. in some other matches that people yeah. were waiting for spots and that's yeah. that's just an experience that that's what happens when you have yeah. a, a very young roster like like impact does Mm. Um, and, and also you had some moments where it, it felt like not everybody knew the rules and knew what they had to do and they went mm. with it, oh that's that's good enough type type mm. thing um, because uh, at the end of this match uh, Tom Hannafin said and uh, he needs to unhook the belt uh, and, and uh, but it doesn't count until he drops to the mat. And then there was like, ding, ding, ding. Like almost immediately. It's like, it doesn't yeah. count until he drops to the mat. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, oh, it's over. Oh, I, I look like a oh. penis. Oh, yes. oh, whoops. Oh. <laughs> awkward. And it wasn't the, the only time that it happened across the night as well. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll cover the other one when it happens. The other glaring inaccuracy. And I don't mm. know whether the rule was to get down to the ground. I don't think it ever was, but I don't know. It certainly wasn't wasn't important enough to have to point it out to them yeah. be proven wrong. So either yeah. the person holding the you know the timekeeper with the ring bell was overzealous and just went, "Yep, yeah, he's got it. Ding ding ding, that's it. We're over. We're done." Uh, yeah. Or uh, or Tom didn't know the rules, but it seems like he's been doing his his research into impact past. Yeah. He seems very invested. So it would be, it would be strange for him to be wrong. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think somebody just got a bit carried Excited. away with the bell. Yeah. Yeah. He, he blew his bell a little bit too early. Yeah. Uh, there we are then. That's that match. And speaking of blowing bells, it's on to the impact knockouts tag team championship match. The influence Madison Rain and Neil Dashwood defending against Rosemary and Tyre Valkyrie. The Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship was on the line as the champions The Influence took on the team of Rosemary and Tyre Valkyrie. Valkyrie started the match off with a quick near fall to Rain, but Rosemary tagged herself in 
and the tension between the challengers continued to build. Intervention from the outside of the ring allowed Rain to take control of the match for her team and feed Rosemary back to Dashwood, who dominated Rosemary in the middle of the ring. Valkyrie returned to the ring to break up a pinfall attempt, and the challengers delivered tandem spears that gave them a nearfall. The pair kept on though, and after Valkyrie tossed Dashwood out of the ring, Rosemary hit the as above, so below on Rain, and pinned her to become the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Champions for her team. Woohoo! Got one right. Hooray, finally. Uh, <laughs> let's get the picks out of the way straight away. Uh, I yeah. went with Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie. You went with the influence. Puts me on two. Leaves you yeah. on one. Yeah. Do you want me to explain why I thought they were going to win? Go on then. They had been building this kind of odd couple. They were mm -hmm. partners. They were rivals. Um, and they'd been building that for quite some time. And the only reason, really, that the influence were the champions is that there wasn't really any other credible option after uh, the inspiration left. It was just other other thrown-together teams. So if you're going to have a thrown-together team, at least have some kind of story out of it. And I think yeah. that this odd couple team, as the champions, is going to build their own story and we're eventually going to see a massive blow-up between them. And probably have Rosemary versus Ty Valkyrie at uh, Band for Glory at the yeah. end of the year. So that that was what I was thinking. It made more sense. There's the influence are not are not being benefited by having those belts. It doesn't uh -huh. improve them at all. Uh -huh. So time to move on. And uh, clearly, somebody out there is uh, is in my head and is listening to me. I think it was a, the right choice to put the belts on on Rosemary and Valkyrie. Yeah. Did you enjoy the match? Uh, yeah. Sort of. It was all right. It was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it's all right. Yeah. Uh, I, I like every time that Rosemary does the, you know, the kind of sitting up thing. Yeah. It's kind of Undertaker-esque, but it's also like a, a zombie rising from the dead. Mm. Uh, and it really yeah. fits her character. It's not the first time she's done it. Obviously, she's done it. No. many many times over many yeah. many years but I'm, I'm still enjoying it and even when you know it's coming yeah uh, it's it's fun to watch um i still don't understand the fuss about tyre valkyrie no i don't i really don't she was so slow in this match like even just like yeah. forearm strokes it was just oh god tyre please speed up yeah it wasn't yeah it wasn't good it, I, do, I just don't good. understand the hype with her. I really don't. No. And I guess I, I never will unless unless she improves. Mm. She's always been like that as well. It's not even a new thing. It, ever since she debuted in Impact all those years ago, I've been like, what what's the hype here? Yeah. I don't I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, the the only person I really kind of feel sorry for in this whole thing is is Havoc. Why? Yeah. Why didn't we just have Rosemary and Havoc be the champions? Yeah. What's she Havoc's done wrong? Just gone. <laughs> yeah, we can forget, forget her. And there is a lot of change in Impact Wrestling at the moment. People coming, people mm. going. Um, I, I hope that we haven't seen the last of Havoc. Wasn't yeah. a, a brilliant, brilliant wrestler, but certainly had potential. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? But. Yeah, it it was a match that happened. The right people won. 
Enough yeah. said about that. Yeah. Uh, now the next match, certainly for my money, was a lot more enjoyable. I know mm. you uh, you like your more extreme matches, so let's Ooh, get yeah. into it. Monsters Ball, Sammy Callahan versus Moose. The next match was Monsters Ball, with Moose taking on Sammy Callahan. After being released from isolation backstage, Callahan jumped Moose at the top of the ramp, and the match began. The pair fought around ringside, and the weapons came out, with the death machine opening up on Moose's skull with baking trays. Moose retaliated with a trash can lid and bust Sammy open, before taking a hot dog and a bottle of water from the crowd to try and overcome being locked away for the last 24 hours. Moose continued his dominance, slamming Callahan on the ring apron multiple times, before turning about and putting him through a table. Back in the ring, Moose went for a spear, but Sammy caught him with a trash can. Callahan collected a door covered in barbed wire from under the ring, and tried to put Moose through it. Moose escaped Doom momentarily, but after stumbling on the top rope, he was instead launched from the top turnbuckle and through the timekeeper's table at ringside. Callahan brought thumbtacks into the ring, and caught the worst end of them being sky-hide onto a pile before being dragged around the ring to collect them in his back. Moose went for the kill with a spear, but Callahan caught him and delivered a Death Valley driver through the barbed wire door to pick up a very close nearfall. Moose continued to refuse to die, kicking out of one Cactus Driver 97, before doing the same after a powerbomb to an upturned trash can, and a second driver. However, a swift strike with a barbed wire bat and a third Cactus Driver 97 finally kept Moose down for a three-count, awarding the win to Sammy Callahan. So, oh. fighting, blood, everywhere, thumbtacks, barbed wire. The Brilliant. Door. Don't forget the door. door. Mm. Bins. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. There were lots of things in this match. I'm like, oh, people don't do that enough. Yeah, like, this needs to needs to happen more. And I liked the throwing Callahan on the ring apron, mm. and then resetting, turning around and throwing him through the table. It was like using mm. all of your surroundings. That was really good. Yeah. And why don't people drag their opponents through the the thumbtacks on the mat? I know. Like, it seems so obvious. Yet nobody yeah. does it. And it was really yeah, fun. It. it was like, yeah, yeah, you put these here. You can mop them up with your bank. Yeah. How about that? Let's you mop enjoy them that. Up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Moose is not known for these hardcore extreme style matches, but he definitely gave as good as he got. Yes. You know, he, he went onto the barbed wire on the on the door and uh, collected a, a fair share of, of thumbtacks himself. Uh, probably collected more of them when he delivered the the sky high. Actually, yeah. I think his his butt probably took the brunt of the uh, the pins yeah. more so than than Callahan in his massive flak jacket. I don't think very much went into no. into him there. So, you know, fair play to Moose. Uh, he he went up a a bit in my estimation for this. It's not just a you know a wrestler, but also an all round entertainer that can yeah. can do a bit more of the extreme stuff when yeah. when the when it's called for. Yeah. Um, that said, I don't think he had any business winning the match. Uh, no. The right person won. Uh, yeah. It's Sammy Callahan's redemption story. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is right that Sammy Callahan won. Mm -hmm. Probably why we both picked him and why he won yeah. in the end. Yeah. Uh, so a point each there brings me to three. 
drops you up to two. Some mm -hmm. progress being made on the predictions. Yeah. Uh, any other any other thoughts about this match? No, this was definitely a pickup point in the match. Yes. The yeah. It it brought the energy. It brought the excitement with all of the the weapons and things that were happened, and it brought a little bit of comedy in as well, like uh, yeah. Moose taking that that woman's hot dog and and drink of water mm. and and smashing that back. That was that was a good bit of entertainment. Yeah, because they've been in a room in darkness for twenty four hours with no food or water. Yeah, Air yeah, yeah. I do like that though. Like I've always liked yeah. Monsters Ball. Uh, I think the only fail here was pointing out. The number of monsters ball matches there's been in the the twenty year history of Impact. I'm like, really? There's been that many? This is not a, yeah. a special match at all, then, is it? Like it no. was something like forty something or fifty something. I'm 50 like, something, really? Yeah. Really? How have there been that many? Like, yeah. and how many? How many has Abyss been in? Because it seemed Probably like they did. Them. They did put him in a, in monsters ball every other week. Him and Sabu, yes. when Sabu was yeah. in. In Impact, they uh, they used him in Monsters Ball a whole hell of a lot, but yeah, yeah, maybe make a bigger deal out of the isolation. Yeah, make it make it longer than twenty four hours. So yeah, when's Impact on Thursday? Yeah, you could put them in Thursday and bring them out on on Sunday. They're allowed water. They're not allowed food. That would be good. Yeah, or they have to cook their yeah, yeah. food on like a cooking stove or something and they only get ration packs i'm turning this into something else it, it you're turning into i'm a celebrity get me out of there <laughs> i was more thinking survivor but yeah that as well yeah survivor's a much better show anyway it was a good match happy with that brought the energy up yep really set the tone for the rest of the event to come up next was the impact world tag team championship match in the Impact World Tag Team Championship match, the Briscoes defended against the Good Brothers. The match began with a brawl between the four men in the ring, but it spilled to ringside and up the ramp. When the match made it into the ring, the teams continued to play fast and loose with the rules, but frequent tags almost allowed Gallows and Anderson to take control with the Magic Killer. Jay Briscoe saved the match with a spear to Anderson, and the match continued. The Good Brothers continued to maintain control of the match, and when the Briscoes went for Doomsday Device, Mark was pushed from the top rope into a gun stun from Anderson. The challengers followed this up with the Magic Killer to Jay to pick up the win and take home their third Impact World Tag Team Championship to the Bullet Club. After the match, America's Most Wanted came to the ring to provide the beers to the drinking and fighting party, and the six men collected together to share a beverage. How on earth did we get this one wrong, Daniel? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Are the Briscoes going again? Was it a really short-term contract? Yeah. They only won it last... Was it last pay-per-view? The last pay-per-view, yeah. Oh, Under yeah, Siege, so which was... Yeah, so it's not, not been that long. Five weeks ago? Yeah, it's not been that long, has it? Unless it really hasn't been that long. So, yeah, no, either it's a short-term contract and they just brought the Briscoes in to, to use their name to try and draw some some people in, and mm -hmm. whether that worked or not, who knows. Yeah. Um, or they're thinking, hey, if we put the belts on the Good Brothers, uh, they'll wear them uh, at AEW Forbidden Door and uh, and it gives us yeah. a little bit of promotion. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. They, they have worn them at AEW before, haven't they? 
Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. In that first run that they did with uh, with the Elite. Yeah. They were Impact World Tag Team Champions then, while while Kenny Omega was the uh, the Impact World Champion and the AW Champion. Yeah. And many other champions as well Every at the same champion. time. Had almost as many belts as you do. Mm. Um. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. the what the thinking is. It yeah. could just be hot potatoed between the two of them for months. Maybe that's another option. Yeah, maybe you know, the, these two teams are so evenly matched that it on any given yeah. day any team can win, and we're just going to yeah. keep passing it backwards and forwards. I'd be okay with that. Just keep rocking rematches for a while. Wouldn't do very much for the rest of the tag team division, but no. But I, I you know, I like both of these teams, and I like both of these teams working with each other. So. Yeah. I'd be okay with it for another another two or three well, what are they fight events rather than pay-per-views. We've mm. we've got a long time before Impact is back on on pay-per-view, but uh we've got another event in less than two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Against all odds is on the same weekend as uh Yeah. Money in the Bank and the, the NXT event that I forget the name of. What have they got? Great American yeah. Bash, that's it. Oh Christ, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be a fun weekend. Oh, great. Lots and lots of wrestling. It's going to be like WrestleMania all over again. Um, so, yeah, a little confused by the ending. And I, I've got very little to say about the actual match. It was pretty damn classic tag team wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's about as, about as typical as you can expect from a, from yeah. a tag team championship match. Yeah. Uh, so we both went the Briscoes, womp womp. No points there. Still 3-2. Oh, yeah. And then after the match, AMW. What do you think about the Wildcat, Chris Harris, and James Storm? Yeah, it was all right seeing back. I, I don't know if if James Storm has just retired now and he doesn't want to wrestle anymore. He certainly looks yeah. like he, he's not interested in, in wrestling yeah. anymore. Um, but part of me was thinking, oh, are they going to have a little uh, little impromptu extra match here and AMW are going to walk out with the tag team titles? That would be cool. That would be stupid. It would, it would be stupid, but it would be, it would be cool. It would be fun. I, for somebody who really enjoyed uh, America's Most Wanted back in the day, I think that would be a nice a nice yeah. nod. But the, let's be honest, they wanted it to be beer money, didn't they? Yes. They, they kind of beer moneyed up America's most wanted, even though yeah. like Chris Harris doesn't drink and he was there with his bottle of water. <laughs> yeah. I love how they played that off, you know, we've all got to have a designated driver. Mm. No, that was good. And I don't yeah. I don't know if he's had some some trouble with with alcohol and that's why he's he's not drinking mm. or whether he's never drunk. I don't know. I don't know much yeah. about about the guy, but uh yeah. It was nice to see them. It was nice yeah. to see them. Uh, and likewise, it was nice to see uh, a, a tribute to to Don West and Mike Tenay before the next match. Um, did not know about Don West's battle with uh, with cancer. No. So uh, uh, definitely worthy worthy support there. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to have been you know raking in the money from from his wrestling career. So uh, any help that that he can be given is is definitely well deserved mm. uh, so I would encourage uh, if people have got a few bucks at the end of the month throw some money to to Don West if you've ever 
enjoyed Impact Wrestling or anything that he's yeah. done. It's a very worthy cause. And then we moved on to the big 10-man tag team match, the Impact Originals oh. against Honor No More. Mm. Special guest ring announcer Christy Hemi then introduced special guest commentator Scott Demore and the participants Honor No More and the Impact Originals, Frankie Kazarian, the Motor City Machine Guns, Nick Aldis and Dixie Carter? No, Dixie wasn't in the match, but she did introduce the true fifth member of Team Impact, Davy Richards. The bell rang, the fight was on, and the Motor City Machine Guns teed off against the Kingdom, Taven and Bennett. Frequent tags on both sides brought several different men into the ring, and we nearly got the Battle of the Wolves between Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards, but Edwards tagged out. The action continued to come thick and fast in the match, with neither team really gaining an advantage for too long. After Shelley and Taven dived from the ring and took out the majority of the other men, the Wolves once again met in the middle of the ring, and this time the fight was on. Both men tore strips from each other with kicks and strikes, before Richards torqued the knee of Edwards with a dragon screw on the ropes. Davy followed this up with a reverse figure four leg lock on Edwards, and Taven tried to intervene, but he was placed in an ankle lock for his troubles. With Richards administering two submissions, Alex Shelley locked in the Border City stretch on Mike Bennett. Nick Aldis put Vincent in the King's Lynn Cloverleaf, and Kaz and Saban tried to take care of PCO, but the French-Canadian Frankenstein fought them off and broke up all of the submissions. Maria Canellis tried to interfere, but she was dealt with by TNA original Tracy Brooks, who was at ringside to support her husband, Frankie Kazarian. Brooks was caught by PCO, and saved by Frankie, who hit the flux capacitor and got a near-fall. Kenny King then came to the ring, but was dealt with by D'Lo Brown. Chris Sabin hit the cradle shock on PCO, and, with Brian Hebner down at ringside, Earl Hebner made his way into the ring, revealed a referee shirt, and made the count to award the victory to the Impact Originals. Throughout the night, we had special appearances from Impact Wrestling's past. First up, TNA original Scott Hudson interviewed the Impact Original team, and Impact's first interviewer, Goldilocks, interviewed Gail Kim. We also had special video messages from the icon Sting, Kurt Angle, and the phenomenal AJ Styles. So, I'm kind of conflicted with these matches with Honor No More. Yeah? Because we've had so many of them. It, it is pretty much all they do, isn't it? And they, they came yeah. into this undefeated in 10-man yeah. competition... Mm. Having beaten the other team of Impact Originals, we we yeah. did kind of already do this match, um, and they beat the Bullet Club. Mm. That's the big thing here. That's the big and, thing, yeah. And in my book, if you can beat the Bullet Club, you yeah. should be able to manage a ragtag team of loosely affiliated to Impact Wrestling people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Although I predicted the Impact Originals, you predicted the Impact Originals, it was kind of inevitable that they were going to win at Slammiversary. Yeah. I I don't like the booking. I'm, I'm with you there. No. Um, and how many other times can we do this? Are there any other teams that we can bring out of the woodwork to, to do this Basically, with? Basically, how many people are left in Impact that they can throw together? Yeah. Yeah, and I hope the answer is none, and that we can move on now. Um, yeah. 
Taven and uh, what's his face? Taven and Bennett for the tag titles, maybe. Maybe that'd be good. Going up against the Good Brothers or going into yeah. a rivalry with Heath and Rhino, who they yeah. took out from from this match. Bit yeah. harsh that Heath and Rhino didn't get to be at Slammiversary, really. But, yeah, but there you go. Uh, PCO is doesn't need to be in these matches anymore. He's having a lot of fun and being very entertaining all on his own. So yeah. Let's not drag him down with, with Honor No More anymore. That's why yeah. I forgot that he was going to be on their team because he's kind of been off to the side for this entire build yeah. and month. Um, yeah. But the match was okay. It was fine. Yeah. Um, I wish, I wish that we have predicted who the, the extra man was because I knew it was going to be Davy Richards and I should have just <laughs> gone, let's predict it. Let's get me a point. Because, yeah. yeah, I knew it was going to be Davy Richards. He's, like, in the last couple of months made his return to wrestling after yeah. retiring to to be a doctor and do all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, it's too, it's too good to have him be the fifth man and have him up against his old wolf partner. Like, yeah. it's too good to miss that opportunity. And so while other people were out there predicting, oh, it might be Christopher Daniels, or, then you know, WWE might let Bobby Roode or AJ Styles out. They won't. They they only take to the E. We'll have Mickey James. You'll have nothing. a video. How about a yeah. video? That'll do? Yeah, right. That'll do. Um, Can you imagine the reaction if AJ Styles came out, though? It would have been a huge reaction. Yeah. But still, there weren't that many people in attendance no. so no i don't i don't know it would it would have been a wasted moment i think yeah that would have been pretty cool i still want to see the uh our truth turn up and just be like say think it's ww and just be like wrong company my bad and just walk <laughs> off ron ron what are you doing funny. here i'm yeah. here to get my baby back man where's dana brooke that's the wrong place. Come, it's Thursday. WWE don't do Thursdays. Ah, oh, my bad, dog. My bad. Yeah, no, that I would be good. I still want to see that. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't ever happen, but no, it but it'd be, be funny. <laughs> it would be very good, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's talk about said video package. Uh, yeah. And, and the others. We had uh, Scott Hudson doing interviews, uh, Goldilocks doing interviews, and then videos from the Icon Sting, Kurt Angle, and AJ Styles. I expected a lot more videos, actually. Yeah. Clearly there that's are, all they can find. <laughs> yeah, there, there are plenty of people not yeah. contracted to WWE who, who I'm sure you could have got videos from. Mm. Is it that they didn't reach out to them? Is it that they didn't want to do it. What's the deal? Like, I would have wanted to get no. one from Samoa Joe, without doubt. Mm. I would have wanted one from uh, Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Neither worked for WWE and could have done it. Um, I would have liked to see one from Abyss, but he works for WWE, probably wouldn't have been, yeah. been able to do that. Um, and then I would have even liked one from Austin Aries, even though I don't like Austin Aries. Yeah, but he's been a—he was a big part of of Impact for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what 
what's going on and but it seems to be kind of the thing of this match it's like it was yeah it was good but there were lots of opportunities missed lots mm. of opportunities missed yeah could have been could have been that next level with just a yeah. little bit more planning yeah. and thought yeah but well there you go so yeah as we said Impact Originals were the picks for the both of us, so it gives us a point each. Four for me, three for you. Keeping that one ahead. Digging it, digging it. That's what I needed. I needed that one more point. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and we move into our penultimate match. It's yep. Queen of the Mountain. The first in a double main event was the Queen of the Mountain match for the Impact Knockouts World Championship. With Tasha Steeles defending against Chelsea Green, Diona Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, and Mia Yim. As the bell rang, the group looked to team up on the champion, but Steeles escaped the ring and started to set up tables with the help of Savannah Evans. When Steeles returned to the ring, she was caught by Chelsea Green and pinned. She then spent two minutes in the penalty box with her partner in crime, Savannah Evans, thanks to the intervention of special enforcer Mickey James. Yim and Grace teamed up on Perazzo, but neither woman allowed the other to get a pinfall to become eligible. When Steeles was released from the penalty box, Mickey James barred Savannah Evans from ringside and sent her packing. As she was on her way out, Chelsea Green fought with Steeles, but found herself being surprised by Yim, who pinned Green to become eligible to hang the title belt. Yim tried to climb the ladder, but she was taken down by Steeles with a messy-looking cutter. Steeles was then submitted by Perazzo to become eligible and teamed with Green to take Grace out of the match. Green and Perazzo then climbed a ladder to try and place the belt, but the ladder was pushed over and the pair went crashing through tables at ringside. Inside the ring, both Grace and Steeles pinned Yim to become eligible and fought for the right to place a ladder. Grace then pinned the champion to send her to the penalty box and climbed the ladder to hang the title and become the new Impact Knockouts World Champion. This was another one of those matches where it's like, it's good, but it could have been better. Yeah. There were certain opportunities that were missed. Yeah. Uh, and it often happens in in King of the Mountain matches. Like, the yeah. amount of time between being pinned to get in the box to start the yeah. time is always too long. And yeah. there's no real way around that. You can't go, oh, I've been pinned, I'll just get up and walk into the box. There has to be yeah. some level of of gap in yeah. between but it just seemed a little bit clunkier than usual mm. and i don't know why i don't see any reason why this being a queen of the mountain rather than a king of the mountain should have made it more clunky but it was definitely more clunky yeah and i don't understand why mickey james was only an enforcer yeah why wasn't she in the match was she injured because reasons. Hmm. Yeah. Always reasons. Always it's reasons. Just, it's just reasons, man. Just reason. Yeah. Okay. Reasons. Uh, but... <laughs> you went all funny then. Uh, I went slow then, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You're all right now. Um, and similar reasons quote unquote is why very early in this match i was like oh we've both got this prediction wrong because yep. 
very early on it became obvious that Jordan Grace was going to win because she was the person that they would not shut up about. And they yeah. hyped and hyped and hyped her all the way through yeah. the match. And she's cool, don't get me wrong. She's deserving of the yeah. hype. But yeah. it's just, could we maybe not tell the commentators who's going to win? Yeah. Because it, it, it yeah. really took away from me. It's like, yeah, okay, Jordan Grace is a threat. We get it. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she wants to do everything, take on the world. Yeah, okay, we get it. Please just focus on the match now and get on with it. It was a little match. And so yeah. when she won, I was like, yeah, there you go. This is what we've been waiting for the entire match. Yeah. And what annoyed me is they said she had to hang hook the it. belt. Yeah, hook it on. She basically just looped it over and held on to it. And then they yeah. rang the bell. It's like, no. <laughs> it, it was exactly the same it. as the X Division match. It was like, and now she's got to loop, loop the straps. And it went ding, ding, ding. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Embarrassing again. That's the second time they've done that to me tonight. Yeah. Someone's going to get their ass kicked for that. Yeah. 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 And mm. I think historically it did have to be strapped on. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't, I don't really remember. And it's probably not, not entirely necessary or relevant, but mm. consistency is, is important, I suppose. And, yeah. you know, the commentator saying one thing and, different thing happening in the ring is obviously problematic yeah. but yeah it was it was just a bit of comedy i think it added to the comedy of the night uh yeah. disappointment for me that uh diana perrazzo didn't win i still think that she deserves another run with the title but but there you go i stand diana perrazzo what are you gonna what are you gonna do about it uh you went with tasha Steeles. yeah yeah i, I can see why you why you went with champ retaining but that isn't what happened either jordan grace no. winning means that neither of us gets a point no keeps us on four three yeah yeah any any last thoughts on the women's match not really let's crack on to the main event then impact world championship josh alexander and eric young in the main event, Josh Alexander defended the Impact World Championship against Eric Young. The early part of the match saw a good measure of traditional lockups and tests of strength, but EY soon looked to get under the skin of the walking weapon and things became more vicious. Alexander stayed focused though and used the offense of Impact's pass to wear down Young, including a Kurt Angle-style moonsault and a Samoa Joe-esque powerbomb nearfall into a Boston Crab. Not to be outdone, Eric Young pulled a few classics of his own, getting a near fall with Jeff Jarrett's stroke, and another with Abyss's black hole slam. Alexander hit a Styles clash and locked Young in an ankle lock, but as EY tapped, Dina threw powder into the eyes of referee Brian Hebner, and he did not see the submission. The hits kept on coming, as while Alexander was distracted by Dina, Young snuck up with a guitar and broke it over the head of the Impact World Champion. When this only netted a near fall, Young peeled back the ring padding and delivered a pile driver to the exposed wood underneath, but once again Alexander refused to quit. The walking weapon fired up and paid one last homage to Samoa Joe with the Uranagi from the corner, before delivering his own C4 spike to the wood and pinning Young to retain his Impact World Championship. So I think this was pretty inevitable that Josh Alexander was going to win. Absolutely, yeah. And not only inevitable, but absolutely the right the right mm. call. 
uh, mm. for all of that build over a year to get to the championship, to lose it in not your first defence, but a very early defence to, to yeah. Eric Young. With all respect to Eric Young, but uh, he's not what Impact needs as world champion at the moment. No. Uh, Josh Alexander is the, the champion that Impact needs yeah. to take them into the future, for yeah. sure. Um, but it was a good match. You know, if you want to... Yeah. You want to put somebody against Josh Alexander to pull out a good match, then Eric Young is a fine candidate to do that. Mm. It was certainly entertaining. And I liked the the throwbacks that they were doing. Yeah. Uh, not only for the throwbacks themselves, but the yeah. you know, the dichotomy of, of good versus evil, babyface versus heel. Yeah. Josh did all of the like the heroes of yeah. impact in Samoa Joe and, and Kurt Angle. Whereas and AJ Styles, yes, not forgetting AJ Styles, obviously. And uh, Eric Young did did the villains, you know, the notorious yeah. villains that people didn't like, like Jeff Jarrett and Abyss. So yeah, it, it was very good. They've obviously sat down and, and talked about this in advance and what they're going to do and how, they, how they're going to pay homage mm. without it just being, you know, a nostalgia fest. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, not what we've come to expect really from a Josh Alexander match. Mm. Uh, certainly not as technical or hard hitting uh, as, as some of the others, especially when you think about the match with Ishii yep. and, and the like, uh, but enjoyable, at least for my money. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite interesting for me uh, at the point where they, they pulled back the, the mat and you could see the planks as mm. I'm, slow motioning through to get screenshots for the the results video watching the the planks kind of warp yeah it's really interesting yeah like, really really interesting and if you've never watched it before i would definitely recommend just just go back grab the video play it in like half speed or or more than half speed and and just watch them them give a little bit yeah i wouldn't wouldn't have expected you know the woods to do that. It is a little more forgiving than I yeah. think. Uh, than credit is given to it. Like obviously yeah. it's wood. It's hard, um, yeah. and the matting above it is what takes the brunt of the of the impact. Mm. But they do. There they is do flex give a little there, bit. There. there is a bit of flex. So it, it was just interesting to see. Mm. Really, don't get many opportunities to to look at that happening, mm. uh, especially in high definition. So, so it was interesting. But circling back to, to what you said to open this conversation, yes, Josh Alexander was inevitable. That's why we both picked him. And that's yeah. why we both get a point. So we finish the show on Jez 5, Dan 4. So that means I've gained a point on you, which means, drumroll please, we're tied! Whoop whoop! Oh. Whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. All right, calm down. <laughs> we're eight events in. Yes, and, we are. Uh, and we're tied on on 40. There aren't, he says, knowing that, that there are three in one weekend uh, coming up in two weeks. He, there aren't that many events left. Yeah. Uh, need to add, add the, the next lot into that graphic. But we've got Forbidden Door next week. That's what's imminent. Then yep. the following week, we've got against all odds, 
Money in the Bank and uh, The Great American Bash. Then, I think, unless Impact just throw another six in there, as they, they tend to do, um, uh, then it, that should take us pretty much through to SummerSlam at the end of July. Yeah. So there really isn't much Ooh. time left. It, this could come right the way down to SummerSlam as to who Christ. is going to walk away with the main event championship. That bad boy sitting right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited to, to get back to, to even because uh, you were starting to walk away with it a little bit. I was one of... And I've, I just clawed one point at a time. Scratched and clawed. Back to back to evens and yeah, and if I'd have if I'd have pushed the uh, who was the the last member of of Team Impact, I'd be one point ahead of you right now. Uh-uh. So I've got to live with that, but just know that in your head that you've already lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're not done with numbers. The numbers favor us. But do they favour this pay-per-view? Time for a rating. Daniel, I'll ask you on this fine afternoon that we are recording to give it a rating out of five Impact Originals. Aptly. Mm. Uh, so I thought it was actually an enjoyable pay-per-view. There were a few moments that kind of let it down. Yeah. Like the pre-show was kind of all right. You know... Battle of the beer bellies. Um, <laughs> the not knowing the rules properly, like does he have to drop to the mat with the X Division title, or is he stay? Oh, he's staying there. Uh, John and Grace not hooking it properly. All that. Um, so I'm going to go three point five. Yeah. So I'd say yeah. It, it was it was an enjoyable pay per view, but it wasn't amazing. No, it wasn't outstanding. Uh, and and that's pretty much my thinking as well. Good, mm. but could have been better. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying could have been better in in a harsh way. Mm. It's it's just little opportunities missed. Uh, mm. A few things that just miscommunication between people internally and just mm. being a a company that's still really trying to find its way back in. Like these are all the problems that you're going to encounter. Mm. Uh, if you're your impact wrestling in, in 2022 but yeah hopefully this can be a kind of a launching point to just leaving everything behind i yeah. think that's what they need to do now they just leave everything behind all mm. of the good all of the bad and kind of mm. treat this as a fresh start yeah we've done our 20 years they kept mm. saying you know here's to the next 20 years let's yeah. start afresh Let's focus on what is good about this company. Yeah. And really try and push it back up to where it once was. Um, yeah. They've got the champions in place to do that. You yeah. know, there there isn't a, a joke <clears throat> champion in in the company. Everybody that mm. holds a belt fully deserves it and is fully capable of putting on a five star match mm. at the drop mm. of a hat. So they've got the talent to do it. They just need to really bring it all together and get yeah. back out in front of more people. Yeah, working these tiny venues with six and a half people in the crowd, most of whom are sat on their hands. That was the other thing that annoyed me. Every time they panned to the crowd, they were looking at people looking at their phones, not watching. Yeah. I'm like, who is picking these shots? 
This producer yeah. is terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Like, honestly. So, yeah. I, I All that really to say that I'm going to agree with you. 3.5, I think, is fair. Hey. Yeah, We've agreed decent. a lot on ratings, haven't we, recently? We have, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not sure whether that says something about us and whether, mm. you know, our, our tastes are aligning a little bit more yeah. or whether, you know, the, the events have just been what they've been. I think it's the latter, personally. Yeah. Uh, I think it. There, there's been nothing glaringly controversial that mm. some people would love and some people would hate. It's mm. you either like it or you don't, and I think that's a, a fairly universal thing with wrestling in, yeah. in twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, could be a different story come Forbidden Door. Yeah, there are uh, there are a few things <clears throat> still outstanding. We don't know the full mm. card for it yet. We don't even know who's no. going to be in the 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 kind of world champions caliber match. Yeah, uh, who Jay White is facing, we don't know that yet, and there's. No. Uh, talk of Brian Danielson probably not being able to compete and they'll have to replace him in, in that dream match. So it could all go a little bit wrong in the last stretch, in this last week running down yeah. to, to the event. So our opinions could differ next week mm. when we're back here talking about Forbidden Door, mm. um, especially because neither of us is particularly... Uh, certainly not intimately familiar with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, no. a, a few of these guys are going to be fairly new mm. to us. Uh, yeah. Or if not new, then massively unfamiliar. So mm. it'll be a ride, and I hope yeah. that you will come back and join us for that ride next week on the Main Event Podcast. Uh, until next week, I've been Jez. I've been Dan. And we'll see you through the forbidden door.